Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 1st of May 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest you make use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com where I try and explain the system you're born into, the system that's vastly different from the one you're taught to believe in and how it came together, how long it's been around, where it's going and really you'll understand the whole course of the world and the past history, the present and the future if you understand the organizations, the foundations, the big money boys who sat together over a hundred years ago and planned to take over all the resources of the planet, including all of us too, of course and uh, how we're, we're really soft chattel. That's all we are to them. We filled the factories at one time in the West, and of course we're superfluous now. They've got China to do all that, and they want to convince us that we should be sterilized and culled off, basically. They're very ruthless, and they treat us like animals. After all, you see, it's a farm. And Charles Fort was quite right when he said that little statement. He made a little statement. He said, he said I think we're farmed. And he's quite right. So when they want wars, etc., they tell us to breed and go and fight the other guy. And when it's all done, they want to kill the population down to a more manageable level. So if you understand what's happening with the greening and all the rest of it, it's all part of the same system. Because these guys, the capitalists, invented the communists. And what a terrific system it is, because they always give you sides to choose. And like fools, we always pick one or the other. It's the same with all debates on television. They always give you two experts. And uh, uh, basically, you, you take your pick of the one or the other. You always end up on the same path down the road. It's more important that they get you debating the, the arguments they give to you and choosing sides than, than thinking for yourself and not taking part on either side and thinking off in a different direction altogether. It's all technique, you see. And these techniques have been studied for thousands of years. We're truly mushrooms at the bottom. We're, we get to see the sky once a day when they open the lids. And they put in the you-know-what, and uh, in the clothes are on us. That's what they feed us, you see. No kidding, that's how it is. Now, number two, you are the audience that bring me to you, and uh, make use of the, the website, as I say. There's transcripts on them, too. All the, all the sites carry transcripts in English. If you want transcripts in other languages, apart from the audios, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and help yourself from the ones offered there. And you bring me to you so you can keep me going because I don't bring on advertisers as guests. And um, uh, that's okay for those who do. That's how they make their cash. I depend upon you to keep me going by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember, personal checks are good. International postal money orders are good. Uh, some people send cash. And you can also use PayPal. And straight donations are really, really awfully welcome. Across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And what I try to do is to go through the histories of the past. If you went to the archives at CuttingThroughTheMedics.com, you'll find a lot of history there of the organizations that got together in the, even actually as early as the 18th century, in fact, 
they came out fairly openly. Books were written about them then, the various organizations. They formed the richest people on the planet that ran all the trade routes across the world. They owned fleets of ships for merchandising. They owned the merchant banks as well. And whereas some people take over the world just by the military power, these guys had realized thousands of years ago they can conquer the world with monetary power because then you own the military too. Everything comes down to the cash system. And that's why it's such an incredible, powerful tool is money. That's why nothing's going to change it. Asking them won't change it. People have known about the con of money for a long, long time and the private banks that no one needs. If you're actually a a national uh, government, if you've got national government, you could all make your own. Canada used to, and it got sold out from within infiltration. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and I should thank you all too, those who called uh, the numbers I gave last night to do with Katerina Jaliva because of her son being held by the children's um, services, as they call them, for kidnappers, under a, a fake charge, which is already disproven in a higher court, but now they're going through the social services system and the court system there, and it's a pre-trial that was on today. And the the main antagonist, that's the the guardian ad litem, as they call it, the guardian of has been given to represent the child. Uh, it doesn't let them, of course, the child see her mother at all. And um, she didn't turn up because of all the calls that came in, I presume. And some young fella was put in there who didn't know much about the case either. And then uh, the judge uh, basically is told the op- opposition. Uh, to get they'll set another pre-trial in a month's time or so, and they better get more get evidence in then because the judge says she hasn't seen any evidence at all. But you see, the idea is to get the the person who's who's um, basically put in the docks as a, as a bad mother who isn't bad at all because all the other experts that came from the previous trial said the same thing. There's not a shred of evidence here at all. It's all uh, fake and. Um, but anyway, she, they hope that she'll give in, basically. That's her whole, the whole idea, that you'll settle. Now, settling means giving your child up to them. And if you keep uh, saying, no, I won't, and there's no evidence to, uh, well, what they really do with most folk is to get them to bankrupt you through your lawyer. Well, she doesn't have a lawyer she represented herself. And she's doing pretty well at it, too. And um, so regardless, to put another pre-trial for a month's time, and uh, if it doesn't come, if evidence doesn't come then, then they're going to have to give the child back or else take it to court. And if they take it to court, then they've got to bring the evidence up. And as I say, there is no evidence. So that's how bad it is. I'm sure there's lots out there who know this system because it's all across America, Australia, Canada, Britain, everywhere. It's the same story as these so-called services end up being pariahs on the general public. But there's reasons for this because you understand you've got to go into the histories of why this is happening. And um, and, and it's quite a history at that too. Uh, we have the top people in Harvard. Harvard's a big uh, university for promoting this world one worldism, has always been based on eugenics and based on Darwinism. Everything is based on Darwinism. And it's, and it's, 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 it's permeated the whole schooling system 
and uh, and of course they, they say it came out with the psychiatric associations, the Freudian associations, and declared basically that all people, all parents are mentally ill. I've read these quotes before from some of the top people, and um, they've never changed. It's, it, they're on a roll now, you see, because after all, you see, uh, when they can't win an argument, they always try to cre- create what is called a science, you see. And uh, it's the same with statistics too. You know, first there, there's, there's lies, damn lies, and then there are statistics. In other words, if it's scientific, it's hard to argue because, you know, you don't understand all their new terminology, you see. Every science creates its own terminology to try and lose you. But if they're talking nonsense in the, to begin with, covering it with a lot of fancy terms doesn't make it any more or less nonsense. So you would understand, as I say, how the system is set up. Now, one of the main characters in the States who, who's responsible, uh, and have, has been for many years and getting this stuff taught across not just the U.S., but across the entire world is from Harvard. And that's professor of education and psychiatry at Harvard, uh, Chester M. Pierce professor. And he said that he said this, every child in America entering school at the age of five is mentally ill. This is what's taught to every social worker. Uh, and uh, even to the judges, too, they hear this kind of stuff, too, to deal with the young children. Five is mentally ill because he comes to school with certain allegiances to our founding fathers, towards our elected officials, towards his parents, toward a belief in a supernatural being, and towards the sovereignty of this nation as a separate entity. It's up to you as teachers to make all these sick children well by creating the international child of the future. This is still taught at Harvard. He's still teaching. He's been there for God knows how many years. And um, and uh, he really means what he says. And everyone who's taught this stuff uh, knows that in all their examinations, if you're a social worker, a childcare worker, whatever, you will believe this with your all of your heart because that's, you aren't going to get through your exams otherwise. And then they go for the children. And they have this warped attitude through all their training that everybody, every parent out there is really contaminating the child with old-fashioned allegiances. It's all Marxism for those who don't understand it. This is Marxism. And all the big associations and foundations fund uh, these big organizations like the the ones that Chester M. Pierce is on. And um, he's got uh, associations across the whole planet for the international child of the future who are made well because they come to, to school sick because of their parents, basically and because of their belief systems. In other words, they like a country to live in. It's a natural thing to like a country to live in, isn't it? But Marxism, of course, is, of course, no countries. The state will fade away, he said, eventually. You have a global system of nothing but bureaucrats. Bureaucrats until you're sick and sick of levels and layers of bureaucrats running your lives for you. So thank you all, as I say, for uh, phoning the court system and the ones involved, Katerina Joliva. And as I say, she, she technically she's kind of won this round, because, but they're going to go for another pre-trial. Uh, and the judge is really giving the opposition, the social services, time to try and make up new evidence, I suppose, because so far, as the judge says, I haven't seen any evidence at all. Technically, they should have given the child back today and says no more pre-trials. But, of course, the the court always sways towards another government-mandated society like the Social Services Department. 
So we'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated as well. And anybody who has information and experience of these things can always get in touch with me or Katerina. And uh, her, her number is up from last night's uh, broadcast. But it's quite something to to see people. All, I get lots and lots of letters like this across the world. The so-called first world countries, they're doing this everywhere. Same system, it's international. As I say, Chester M. Pierce is one of the characters behind it all. So was John Dewey as well. He also said that the, that the children are sick from their parents. Exactly the same stuff they all parrot from Karl Marx onwards. And folk don't even know that's what's been taught to these characters. They're taught to be paranoid against anybody who's normal looking. You understand in the social services to do with children, you won't really find what you would take as the average normal person. And even this uh, Amber Ruder that didn't turn up today, a bit of the fear I think, um, fits into that profile for those who understand what I'm saying. You know, the, the, the acne face, no makeup, stuff, Elvis Presley haircut type thing. That's generally how they look. That's generally how they look. You know what I'm talking about. That's how they are. There's more abuse in, in child care uh, than any abuse uh, in families at, uh, across the planet. They're, they're notorious for it. You understand there are people who like children in a special way, a very special way, and they either become Boy Scout leaders or Girl Guide leaders or things like that. You see it all the time in the newspapers. And the bulk of them now, now go into child care, child services, that kind of stuff. And that's just a fact. So they don't like getting beat, and um, and they certainly got a, a scare today, obviously, from the response from listeners uh, calling in, etc. So I'll keep you updated on that. And this Chester M. Pierce is professor, who's only one of many, mind you, but they use the Harvard's, uh, uh, you know, logo basically like a big club on everybody else. Oh, this is Harvard, you see. He's the Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and Professor Emeritus of Education at Harvard School of Education and Dr. Frischioni, an Associate Chief of MGH, Department of Psychiatry, Professor of Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, yada, yada, yada. And they've got all these international divisions of psychiatry across the planet. Also deals with all the problems of the, the African diaspora. If you wonder, all the rappers out there, what's happening, and I've got a couple of good links actually given to me by some guys in the States who were getting their own community together to see what happened in the industry and how the sex has taken over. And women, their own women, are all completely dehumanized now as nothing but sex objects. Uh, if you wonder what's happened to you, you've got to look at these characters I'm talking about now, because this Chester M. Pierce uh, and his Marxist philosophies, all, they all work together, you understand, to really screw everybody up until everyone's dysfunctional, and then they bring in their new system to heal you, you understand, and to be a good little obedient Marxist. That's really what it's about. And you think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding at all. This is how the system works. This is really, really how this system works. And people really haven't a clue about it. Here's some quotes from psychiatrists. And this one here is, here's what every child in America entering school, I just read this one is insane. Dr. Chester M. Pierce, psychiatrist, addressed the Childhood International Education Seminar 1973. It's only a partial quote. I gave you the full one earlier. 
And another one was education does not mean teaching people to know what they do not know. It means teaching them to behave as they do not behave. In other words, completely uh, behavior modification into what they want you to be. And it was an address came to the National Institute of Mental Health sponsored report, the role of schools in mental health. The role of schools in mental health. And um, you have to do a bit of digging. It's, it's quite easy to find all these different quotes from the top people who run the systems that you generally don't hear much about. They're fairly quiet to you, but they have lots of meetings. And once again, they have their pseudo laws and rules brought into government who then back them up, because that's how they run things, by rules, not by so much laws, like star chambers, children's courts, that kind of thing. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back and I'm cutting through the matrix. As I said before, there are those who understood long ago that you take over the world through money, something that very few folk are understand because they're not told much about it. It's, just, it's good enough just to give some put in your hands and you want to spend it. But few folk actually ask where it comes from and, and how come we're always in debt. And of course, the, the few countries that had their own banking system uh, succumbed through infiltration, bribery, etc., of officials into handing everything over to the private bankers, the cartel that runs the whole planet. Private banking, same one cartel runs the whole system. And, of course, it's no surprise for those who listen to this particular broadcast because we've gone over the history of, of the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, which is just a branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs. They didn't use royal in, in America. It wouldn't do too well. It wouldn't go down too well. And um, they planned, as I say, to take over all the, 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 the resources of the planets, all the, that's minerals, gold, silver, everything that you need to make anything at all. They would have it, including water and food, by the way. And they've done it. They've pretty well done it. In our lifetimes, they've, they've taken over the food and the water quietly by stealth through governments, again, just signing bills through, and, and it's all kept fairly quiet. But um, we're, in, we're, we're paying most of our money off in, in compound interest. That's how it works. Tonight, I'll put some videos up. Oh, Canada is one. Again, uh, it's up there again. You've got to watch. It's the same in every country, so it's worth watching because it, it doesn't matter what country you live in. It's the same con by the same people running the show, these, these shady international banks and bankers that lend to nations. Lend nothing, really, but they bring everything back. They own us all, lock, stock, and barrel. They also own the legal system, by the way, and that's how they, get, they can always make sure they don't change their system because every country has the ability to uh, produce their own cash and borrow from no one. And Canada used to do that. I'll also put up tonight to Canada, the class action accuses banks of illegal creation of money. It's still ongoing. It started in 2005. And I'll put that one up. But also put, to say, over Canada and um, some other ones to do with um, the banking system. Plus the girl, the young girl too, who talks about 12 years old and explains uh, money for dummies, basically, to Canadians and other people across the planet, how it's done. doesn't take long to listen. Uh, it's, it's very simple. As I said, a child can, can tell you out of the mouths of babes come that some, comes the truth sometimes because they don't complicate anything. And um, you, you see, as I say, that we're all 
and, and debt. The same cabal who decided a long time ago, as I say, through the Royal Institute of International Affairs to take over the world's money supply. And Professor Carl Quigley, who was allowed to be their historian, because they have their own separate history of things, you understand, and their own archives. That's where the real truth is of why wars happened and who fomented the wars, who funded the wars and all that kind of stuff. But he said that eventually all the central banks will come together under the umbrella of the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, which it has done. It's been that way for a long time. And, of course, the, you have the World Economic Forum that all belong to it as well, all the big players. And that International Monetary Fund was to be brought up to its proper heights, uh, where it's really a boss across the world uh, forcing austerity upon us all. So much so that even Holland, uh, that the government of Holland basically walked out or dismissed themselves because they cannot bring themselves into agreement over this forced austerity that the new European Central Bank uh, has, is forcing them all to go into. The new way of the future, of course, you'll, of course, you'll have your gross well-being. That's to replace money. You know, it doesn't matter if you're wearing rags. They're teaching us, us all through psychology, etc., reputation, propaganda. They're just feeling happy is all there is to life. And uh, I guess that's good enough for domesticated animals if it actually works. But um, they're training the people already. There's lots of sites up there to do with your gross well-being. It came out from the United Nations, although it was thought up by a think tank, first of all, in Britain. They have lots of think tanks, very multi-million dollar think tanks that are working full-time to con you, find new ways to to influence society through their trends and their and their memes and all the rest of it that they give you, even through all the, the nonsensical entertainment they give you too. It's all propaganda. And uh, you have no idea of the mind control of neuroscience, psychology, psychiatry, marketing, all working together on you every single day of your life. You have no idea. Right down to, I got cut out the day. I was looking into some, I was following threads on on this very, very topic on uh it was called web-centric uh, warfare. But it, I followed into that from a population-centric warfare where the government departments, their warfare departments, are using strategies, old strategies with new terms, new names on them, to literally influence the behavior and the belief systems and uh, our topics of conversation, etc., uh, on the general public here. They really did it well in, in Russia, Bezmanov, the KGB guy that I put up yesterday, you can listen to him talk. Uh, the early talk is very, very good, the one he did in the States. Uh, how it tells you how they, they come in to the country, um, they get into very powerful positions, generally in universities, inside governments as well as advisors, and then they gradually take down a society culturally. And they do it in such a way that eventually it's hard for the average person to come to decision on their own about anything because they've destroyed everything that you used to believe in. It might take 20 years to do it. It might take 10 years. But they were working on America, Britain, and all the countries of the world for an awful long time because these Soviet experts worked for the global experts, the guys who run the whole system through cash. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix, talking about the system that really runs the world and those behind it, because the plan was put out an awful long time ago. They'd set up a world banking system. They'd set up the International Monetary Fund. They would dish out countries, uh, third world countries, cash to them, basically as loans. They'd get the first world countries to put their own people down as, as the, the guarantors of those loans, because they knew darn well they'd never pay them back. And your country acts basically like a, 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 a borrower and a lender. Your, your, your country, your nation, your government is in the business of the banking, or they're working for the big banks themselves. But they put you down, as I said, as guarantors, and that's why they're so happy to write off third-world debts, because and immediately give them a new loan out to the same countries, because it's for the. T- it doesn't matter which country they do it to. Or even which country is getting the cash. The fact is, the big bankers get the cash through compound interest. This is a scam. And this is how you take over the whole planet. Every prime minister, every president for a hundred odd years has known this. They've known, they've known how this scam works. The first person, a prime minister of any British Commonwealth nation is told to do when he's elected is to go and see uh, the governor of the bank, the Bank of Australia, the Bank of Canada, the Bank of England, whatever. That's their boss. It's the first person they go and see, and that's where they get their marching orders from. Now, Canada was just told the other day there that, uh, you see, we're told in Canada when all the, the banks went down 2008, nine and all that, that uh, oh, oh, we were told that the, the banks were in great shape in Canada, fantastic shape. Now, that would take the collusion of the Prime Minister, the top cabinet guys. It would also take the, uh, the guys in charge of the so-called Bank of Canada, which is just like an office uh, where they, they appoint a guy who deals with the money lenders and they sort out how much we owe them after we borrow all the cash that we shouldn't be borrowing from them in the first place because they're all private banks. But anyway, they told us we're in great shape and the economy was great, blah, blah, blah. And in other words, they conspired. Now, people are always on about conspiracies, you see. And history is nothing but conspiracies of either sons trying to kill off their daddies as kings to come to join to get into the throne or even daughters at times doing it too, and sometimes the mothers going back into ancient Rome, uh, then uh, the world is full of conspiracies, wars. They don't tell their enemies they're going to fight them generally. They started off by sending in, you know, color revolutions and things. Then, oh, we have to go in and help them. There's such a mess going on in that country. These are called conspiracies, you see. When people get behind closed doors... Just like the Children's Society, they did the judges and all the rest of it, close doors and have secret meetings like star chambers, and they decide, they collude to do something to, to the detriment of somebody or some people other than themselves. That's a conspiracy, you see. And it happens all the time. So they conspired in Canada to tell the people everyone was great, Canada was boring, nothing, the banks were strong. Now this fellow wrote to me, and he says to me, uh, it says, so when Canadians were being told that Canadian banks were so much smarter and more clever than the rest of the world's banks, the truth was that they were receiving emergency funds from the CMHC, the Bank of Canada, and the U.S. Federal Reserve. These are the private banks they're giving the money to. These bailouts occurred over nearly a two-year period from 2008 to 2010. And, and I've got the, the videos of the press conferences and all the rest of it. You can hear them for yourself. I'll put them up tonight, too. But it says it's interesting that the banks listed as receiving the emergency funds, such as the Scotia Bank, the Royal Bank, the TD Bank, CIBC, and the BMO, are the largest banks in Canada. The CCPA report says that the smallest of these banks receive more funds than the entire worth of the bank, in some cases 150% of the value of the bank itself. 
and some inconsistencies too, this fellow noted. He says, if there was nothing to hide, why did the Korean government lie and continue to lie? And why do they continue to refuse to comply with the FOIA requests about all the truth, etc.? The CCPA presenter claims that $114 billion is a total amount. How does he know this without the FOIA documents? It could be a lot more. It probably is. The CCPA presenter claims all the money has been paid back. And it says, how could it possibly be, uh, be possible for a bank to borrow 150% more than its actual worth and be able to pay that entire amount off with, within roughly four years, again, with, with compound interest? Does the U.S. Federal Reserve now own part of these Canadian banks? Well, you'll find it's the same money lenders. You see, there's many ways to own something. Understand? What are these banks anyway? Like the Bank of Canada, they're institutions. Institutions. Look up the meaning of institutions. And um, they become institutionalized in your society by habit. And by you accepting the fact they're simply there, like the U.N., is a big building that plans to take over the planet, basically, and alter all the children's way of thinking and bring in this global society with the help of the banks, too, because they're all, they're all owned by them, too. Nobody voted the United Nations in. The public never even knew what was going on. They're not democratic anymore than these institutions are democratic. They simply, they simply graft themselves onto your governmental system. And he says, but don't worry, even though the presenter based everything on public documents, the Canadian government is calling this a conspiracy theory. And I'll give you the links as well to this so-called conspiracy theory, and uh, which obviously was a conspiracy. Why would they keep quiet about it for four years or so till it, till it bust out? And it also took a conspiracy to keep it quiet all that time as well. They didn't want the, the shareholders or, or the people in the banks from drawing their cash out, obviously. That's a conspiracy. It's making a pact and keeping it secret. That's how it works. So I'll put up a lot of links to that tonight as well. And uh, it's, it's from the CBC as well, the Communist Broadcasting Corporation, the, the Canada's newscast. They even mentioned it too. And a few other, the Globe mentioned it as well. But... Uh, it's quite something, Canada's big banks, big secrets, uh, quite something indeed. So you understand with money, it's never been in the hands, it hasn't been in the hands of the governments for an awful, awful long time. Now I'm putting up a link tonight too to Mr. Abrams from British Columbia, who's a retired school teacher who did a great research as well on, on the banking system in Canada. And he shows you through his own graphs that he made and, and, and his own little uh, kind of, fr- I call them fruit pies, basically. When you do a circle and it shows you how much you're actually paying in compound interest. It's, all this shaded area pretty well is, is almost the whole darn circle. And that's what you pay every year uh, to the, these international lenders when you could be creating your own cash like Canada used to do. do. But um, as I say, we're conned and conned and conned over and over again. Now, I'm also putting up a link tonight too. It's called The Church of Malthus. It's very good. Uh, Malthus, of course, who um, one of his later cousins, um, you'll find, was Darwin. Because it runs in the families, these ideas. It's like an obsession. Or maybe it's genetic. Who knows? But certainly that the families certainly have their own particular parts to play in the agenda. It's taught from father to son. Just like Rothschild teaches their sons to be bankers. They don't go off and say, Daddy, I want to be an actor or 
I want to fly planes or something, you know. No, they always carry on in a tradition of the family that's drummed into them. And same with those who become the scientific types or call themselves sciences of, of eugenics or or to do with um, evolution, etc. They're all in the family, right through up through the Huxleys and everybody else of, of famous names. So it says, um, this one here goes on about Holdren, John Holdren, for instance. Anyway, he says, he says he's not a scientist nor does he appear to participate in any sort of productive industry. He's a modern-day Malthusian evangelist, preaching the limits of population growth as hysterically as Thomas Malthus did over 200 years ago, warning of imminent societal collapse. Now, Thomas Malthus, again, was the first one to come out with these impressive graphs. They're awful good at scribbling graphs up, you know. And, uh, and oh, gee, look at that spike going way up there and... Ten years' time will be all standing on top of each other. This was way back then. Of course, it never happened. Anyway, it says, uh, Gilding's contemporaries include John P. Holdren, director of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, who in 1977 ludicrously concluded that the United States would collapse when its population reached 200 million in 2040. America's population stands well over 300 million today, and the only collapse it faces is due to a maniacal government attempting to carry out global imperial conquest through trillion-dollar decade-spanning wars and megatrillion-dollar banker bailouts paid to the order of institutionalized, degenerated gamblers, the stock market. Clearly, whatever science men like Gilding and Holdren are basing their system of beliefs on is divorced from the science that gives us technology and progress. Now, getting back to eugenics, you understand that this, there is an elite in the world. There's always been a dominant minority. That's something that uh, Aldous Huxley harped on about in his many different lectures. The dominant minority don't have to actually do work. They tell the rest below them what to do for work. Go back to Plato, for instance. And Plato talked about breeding different classes within or just below the dominant class that would manage all the peasantry down below. So you would breed scientists, you see. You would breed your mathematicians. You would breed the ones who would handle all the cash system, etc. And the educational system. And they'd all be part of the helpers of the guardian class at the top. It's never changed, folks. And eugenics, believe you me, uh, under many names, has always been there. It's the same belief system of the the elite, the true belief system of them, down through the eons. Anyway, it says, um, it says, it is analytical, theoretical, and compiled by men who have little experiential knowledge of how the world actually functions. I would contradict that and say, oh, these guys know how the world functions. See, they're using this as a guise, a guise to bring in their own world, because under their own doctrine and under Darwin's theories, again, too, if, if the inferior types outbreed the elite, uh, and this is one of their laws in eugenics uh, then and, and evolution, uh, then, of course, it will bring down and dilute the blood of those at the top, and eventually uh, the world will fall into chaos. They actually teach this and utterly believe it, understand so the greening projects and the overpopulation theories, etc., are, are all part of you to allow yourselves, and it's happening now, to be sterilized. And even, oh, you've lived 50 years, don't work anymore, take this pill and kill yourself. That's all coming in too, and I'm not kidding about that either. You see, we're the only species on the planet that has to be convinced to give up our own lives. 
so that the elite can go on into their wonderful green utopia once we're, we're all died off, you see. Anyway, it says, uh, these are priests and evangelists perched on ivory towers and behind podiums shouting out the patiently false, the patently false conclusions to the crowds before them. The resumes are devoid of accomplishments in applied science and technology and instead filled with ridiculous predictions and academia that have humiliatingly and repeatedly been proven false. Doesn't matter. You see, there's a real reason it's eugenics. I see, it's you that has to start to believe what they're saying. That's why they make it mandatory to teach all this rubbish in schools. You cannot get a child and give them a social agenda in school because they have not got the wisdom to understand the complexity, yes, and even the conspiracies that go on in the world. They think adults must tell them the truth, especially teachers. In fact, they're taught nobody will tell you the truth except your teachers believe your teachers don't believe your parents. Worst of all, their work is carried out on behalf of a green Vatican of sorts, now based in Rome, Italy, but on Wall Street, uh, uh, not based in Rome, Italy, but on Wall Street and the financier capital of London, who in reality are the greatest purveyors of environmental catastrophe. There many cults and organized religions before them, they shift the burden of reconciling sin onto its growing flock of followers instead of taking responsibility for its own actions. In other words, it's all your fault the world's like this, not because we run the world. And, and we plunder the world, we cause wars, uh, uh, and we, we demolish mountains looking for specks of gold. And No, 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 it's all your fault, folks. The same banks, and I've heard some of the bankers, oh, well, see, we give the people work. It wasn't for us to be no work. Well, I'll tell you, if you're an honest banking system, and there'd be plenty of work, all right, and there wouldn't be debts, and all the cash that you did pay in taxes, if you paid at all, because governments used to get it all on import duty, that was enough at one time to take care of all government. But now government is expanding in the communist fashion into layers and layers and layers of bureaucracies, uh, bureaucracies and, and special interest groups that take on responsibilities or give themselves responsibilities over you, self-appointed. Government is supposed to be minimalistic. That was the only way you could possibly, the people could possibly flourish at all. But as whole job, as you can see, is to make it minimalistic. Your life is to be minimalistic in the things that you could possibly do. All the options are taken away from you. School to work and all the rest of it, the Marxian gospel. Again, created by the capitalists. So I'll put this up tonight too. And uh, you get all this nonsense about the global footprint networks and who's behind all this stuff, etc., etc., etc. Because these same guys, as I say, but they're, but they're like they're farmers. They call themselves shepherds, by the way, and you're the sheep. Just like Fort said, we're being farmed. And then they break their legs, you see, the sheep or the cattle, they break them. And when you fall down, they kick you because you can't get up, and they mock you and they hate you because you can't get up. They always blame the victim. And you've got to get your head around this massive... Uh, psychological leap because that's how the world really is and that's how it's always really been because this money system's been around for an awful long time awful long time and there's nothing to change it because as I say that they own the law system the legal system they aren't going to bring laws and you stop them ripping you off twice a century or more they've done this every every century twice a century twice a century sometimes three or four times a century and 
We think this is the, you, we can't get our heads around that these are the best scientists and they can't figure out a better way to run the system. Recessions, depressions, recessions, depressions, wars. Have you seen the wealth, even the United Nations, by its own laws, must push out to the public every so often of the incredible gap between not just the rich and the poor. We see we're all poor now. Because apparently we all, all this money that the banks were bailed out with, that's all in your heads now. You all owe part of that to pay it back. Now, you've seen the, the way, the lifestyle the guys at the top are living. These guys have ripped everybody off. Some of them have private helicopters on, on top of their skyscrapers. So they can take them to their fleets of private aircraft. Are they suffering? They're laughing up their sleeves. They're laughing at everybody. Because they own the legal system. And nobody in government is going to touch that. So we're really conned from every possible direction you could possibly think of. And as I say, tonight as I was going through all this stuff to do with um, web-centric wars and and even population-centric wars, I, I, somehow I got into some government websites in the U.S. I got massive red warning signs came up on the computer, everything except the siren, you know, wah, wah, uh, telling me, warning me uh, that, that I was blocked from entering these particular sites. Uh, because what it was, I went into neurology and psychology to do with the war departments and the techniques they're using on all the citizenry and how they put it out through propaganda to the public and all the different ways they can do it. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. Just just mentioning too how I followed, followed a trail and ended up in government websites. That's actually the, the U.S. military Academies, and uh, and up comes my own uh, number here, you know, for 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 my web um, and whole bit, and the computer, even the computer description, the whole lot, everything came up in my screen, all in big red flashing signs and and saying I was I was forbidden to enter this and all this kind of stuff. So they're using this on the general population because you don't know that your culture has been bent 180 degrees by design over quite a few years. Uh, the, uh, the Marxist manifesto has pretty well been accomplished. There's war on the family. It's almost totally destroyed. Uh, now it's down to even women trying to get their children from children's aid or children's services, and you have to battle and battle if you've got the cash to do it, or, or at least have the stamina to keep going up against these people who, who are venomous, utterly venomous to, to the people that they see as normal, you see. People who are old-fashioned and, and have been married, that kind of thing. So it's, it's quite something to see this system being totally conquered by another system designed by, I would call them, I would call them actual scientists, you know, social scientists, who, who, who look to society, what makes it work, what makes it function, what holds it together, makes it functional, and then you gradually go at it and destroy it bit by bit every part of it till they're helpless. And that's exactly what you come to at the end. You cannot make your own decision on anything. You're unsure of everything. That's when you know your culture is destroyed. That was the whole purpose of psychological warfare operations from the Soviet system. But now your own countries are doing it on your own people across the planet. I'll put all these links up tonight. 
And also another link too to overpopulation is a myth, very simplistic in a sense, but it's also true. It's a short video for those who want to to see the, the hype and nonsense to do with overpopulation. Understand the United Nations has mentioned itself that basically the native populations or those who have come in later, whatever you want to call it that, uh, and became the populations of, say, Canada, the States and elsewhere, have been their, their, their numbers have been plummeting for about 30-odd years. Because they were doing what they were told, chase the car, chase the material world, don't have children, maybe don't even get married, and or have children, just have one of them, then you have your population. And then your, your government say, they run for the banks, work for the banks. Oh, you've got to bring more immigrants in because we have to get all this debt to pay off. And there's not enough people to pay off the debt, you see. You can't win, you understand. It's not meant that you win by being good. Okay, I'll just have 1.1 child. <laughs> it just, you cannot win. This other article I put up too is called Power Really Does Corrupt as again not as experts. It's gotta be experts because they are the new priests. The scientists claim it's as, as addictive as cocaine. And it goes through some of the history of some powerful people. And Baron John Acton coined the phrase power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, and the scientists claim that the saying is biologically true because it affects chemistry in your body when you're on this power trip, you see. It says um it says it's got similar effects to, on the brain to cocaine by increasing the levels of testosterone and its byproduct three is adrostanidol in both men and women. This in turn leads to raised levels of dopamine, the brain's reward system called the nucleus accumbens, which can be very addictive. I'll put this link up tonight and you can go through it to see why your masters, the inbred masters, obviously have the same problem with their brains. They need this kick and they certainly get it from all of us passive people at the bottom. We're either passive or we're fighting each other. That's also part of the agenda, getting you all fighting each other, just like, well, Iraq. That's what Brzezinski and Kissinger said, leave them all fighting each other and they're helpless. So are we, if we allow that to happen. Stop fighting each other and get together, educate yourself, and uh, that's how you stand up to these characters, eventually by saying no. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night, may your God or your gods go with you.